You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Amanda McCune. Sitting next to me here is the lovely Melissa Motes. Thank you very much. And sitting next to me, it's like this chain of loveliness, right? <laughs> chain of loveliness. I'm going to pass it on down. I am really excited to introduce our special guest today, Alicia Matera, who is the founder of Lost Baby. Las Vegas Baby Company. I was I was combining words. Did you like that? Las yes, Baby. it should have come. So someone stopped me on the freeway the other, or at the gas station. And they're like, "What's Las Vegas Baby?" Like they were traveling, and I was like, "No, I teach childbirth classes." <laughs> but I thought it was something exciting because it was Las Vegas Baby, right? So I'm well, sorry, Las I just Vegas, went totally Vegas off there. Baby. No, that's how we <laughs> that's how we do it. Parts. You're gonna fit in fine. So yes, we're really excited to have you. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for having me. And you, my friend, are truly the definition <laughs> of resilience. Um, we, we always like to have topics on our show and awesome guests. <laughs> and, you know, you fit the bill for both. So, Thanks. Hey. <laughs> hey. So before I start asking you questions and Amanda starts asking you questions, I just want to jump right into kind of how we met and a little bit about your past and just how much I admire your resilience and how you just go with the flow and course right. correct when needed. Correct. You are right. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to jump into this. We were, we were talking before we started to, to shoot today and I met Alicia. How many years ago was that? I was thinking the other day, I think like 15 yeah. It was 2004 that I started my salon in that. So somewhere in that first year yeah. is when we met. So about 15 years ago, I met Alicia when she was opening up her salon. And as a matter of fact, she did my hair for many years. My <laughs> hair was looking really great back then. Um, but she opened up a salon with with Nick, right? You guys were business part partners Correct. in that. Yes. Your husband, Nick, and we're mm -hmm. going to talk about him too. Um, shampoo Salon. And you had that salon for about four years. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what it was like to be a salon owner. <laughs> well, it probably set me up for all the other businesses I opened just having, I mean, I honestly, I went in knowing nothing. Yeah. Looking back, right? You hindsight, right? You're <laughs> like, wow, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, it's sometimes challenging working with women, right? Mm -hmm. yes. We know. Yep. <laughs> Not us, but <laughs> no, you know, some. some. Um, so that was a little shocking. And especially to my husband, he was like, what is wrong with these people? Right. So yeah. learned a ton in that time, um, good and bad things, you know, but, um, it was something I always wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, what, like, if you, if you're looking back at, you know, opening up a salon and, Obviously, and we built you. it from the ground up. Yeah, and I will never do that again either. <laughs> that was like, I know, so, so um, much work. Oh my gosh! What would yes. you say? What well, if you were to pick like a few things that you really loved about that experience, like that journey, like that stands out in your mind? What mm -hmm. What are a few things that you loved? Well, I think I found myself a lot in that time. So for personally, I just learned so much that, um, and of course being resilient, I take everything as a learning experience. I don't look at anything really negative. Um, well, you're the same. Like we find the best in every situation. I think yeah. that's a quality we both have, right? Yeah. And Amanda too. Um, I okay. That's why I'm I smiling smile, over here. I smile yeah. at her because when you said it, that, that's something that Amanda and I talk a lot about on our podcast mm -hmm. is just, you know, everything is an opportunity to, to, to grow and to learn and to get better. And there really is no such thing as failure. Like that's something that we, mm -hmm. we really are passionate mm -hmm. about. So success is each individual person, right? And what, if they're happy with what they're doing and the way they're doing it, money isn't success. Right. So I don't think I'm right. getting way off subject here. But, yeah, no, um, it's right there. But yeah, so learn what I learned in that time. I learned just how to run, be a biz, better business owner. I mm -hmm. think during that, you know, learned back from my mistakes that sure. I did. Um, learned a lot about people and how to mm -hmm. uh, work with women and people. And um, but you know what? It mainly set me up for being a hairstylist is like being a therapist, right? <laughs> and I really feel that what I do now 
and how I'm so good at it maybe now is partly that, just yeah. learning different personalities. People sit down in your chair. You're like, okay, what was they say last time? Oh, remember her husband did this or, you know? Mm -hmm. And so having to just adjust your personality to that each client, yes. I learned that a lot in yeah. that time. And being a good listener yes. and yeah. And just like how to navigate different personality mm -hmm. types. Mm -hmm. And yes. Yeah. And you can't, I hate to say that um, you can't learn it because, again, I'm saying I learned it, but I do think you have to have something in you to, to be able to adjust to the personalities. And as you have well. to be willing to do it. And I think yes. that's what a lot of it stops a lot of people because they don't want to change their ways. They mm -hmm. want other people to do what they mm -hmm. want them to do mm -hmm. or do it their way. But in any time you're in a management kind of situation, you need to be the one to adapt. If, and what's funny is I don't want to be anyone's manager. Mm -hmm. That's the part that. I get so frustrated with is because I don't want to be in charge of people. Mm -hmm. I want them just to do what they're supposed to do. Like I would do what I'm supposed to do if right. I was working for them. That's right. what I really but want see, out of this. <laughs> you're, you're a leader and you're a person who isn't afraid of if, if you understand the expectations or different things that you, you know, that define your role or what you're doing, you just take initiative and, and you do those things. You don't need someone to micromanage you. So you, you you like working with people who you can say, okay, so this is what you're going to be doing. Here's the thing. And then them run with it. You right. don't want to babysit, no. you know, right. so for sure. And I want them to make their responsible decisions and, you know, do things. Have good judgment. Like, yes. Yeah. We talked no. about that. Yeah. It's, it's tricky, but so, you know, when you, when you guys opened up the salon, um, I mean, I know, gosh, there, how long had you been doing hair before you opened up this? Not even that long, four years. Yeah. Three so, and a half years. maybe. And, and that's, it kind of adds to my point too, about Alicia and her personality and her just, I don't know, the spirit you have of like, just can do itness. Like, I love it <laughs> because it's like you were doing hair four years and then you're like, yeah, I'm going to open up my own salon from the ground up. I mean, I remember that build that was going on in there. And by you, the way, yeah. you always have the best style. Like <laughs> that place was so cool. I, it's still there. Like it's closed now. Like I sold it and then they had it for a little bit and then they might've sold it and then they had it for a little bit and then it shut down finally, but it's still there. And I still peek in the window <laughs> when I go up there and, and my chairs with the leopard yes. seats. Do you remember I did that? And um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm maybe the cheetah fan. You know, maybe it's the <laughs> I don't know, maybe today when I was picking you out my sweater, me? I was feeling mm -hmm. going back to the shampoo salon mm -hmm. days. And so it's still, like I said, remember those like things that yes. were separating? They're still yes. hanging. So yeah, I get to see all Her of decorations are timeless. Okay. <laughs> right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Hey, I love it. So so we d you did the, the whole salon journey and then... One of the things that I, I, I remembered thinking, you know, a lot, you know, over this time was you got to the point where you'd made a decision one day that being in a salon owner and, and doing what you were doing was no longer what just it didn't feel like it was fitting with you. It was honestly in the time when everything was dropping. Yeah, we were in two thousand seven eight when I um, sold it, right? Yeah. So economic I even downturn, it, right? yeah. Um, so it was that. It was a combination of a lot of things that were going on. Again, having a hard time finding good employees and just people that, you know, were doing what I wanted to do. And so it was a, all of it. Just, yeah. to, you know. So you you made a decision um, that it was time to sell the, the um, salon. Mm -hmm. So you went ahead and put the salon up for sale and you guys ended up selling. Mm -hmm. um, and I work for the new owners. See how easy uh, I am? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you work for the new owners. Mm -hmm. Wow, that takes a person who doesn't have ego issues to be able to do. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, I eventually did leave. It was, I don't remember exactly, maybe less than a year. Um, and yeah. then I moved on to a different place. But yeah. yeah. That's cool, though. Nice that way to make a transition, though, mm -hmm. for both sides, I'm sure, yeah. having you there. I was there to help. That's mm -hmm. what, you know. That's really cool. that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know how you roll. I know. You're a good, you're a really good yeah. human being. Thanks. Um, so and are you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Well, then I, I, you know, saw Alicia again and she was really pumped up and she's like, hey, so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up this really cool mom and baby boutique called The Wild Child. And I was like, of course you are, you wild child, you. Right. So uh, tell me a little bit about that journey. Well, what happened there was I was, uh, 
about a year after selling the salon, I got pregnant with my third child and I was going to have a home birth. And so in my way of doing things, I started researching it to death and I came across doulas and these birth support people and midwives and all this field of things that I didn't know existed. And um, so when I was eight months pregnant, I took my first doula training, which was 11 years ago now, just in October. And so that's where that came from. So when my daughter was born, then I quit doing hair within a couple months from that point, And I opened the baby store with the intention of like, oh, I'll bring the pregnant people to me and then I'll be their doula and I'll do all the things and do, you know, that. What happened in that process is we visited Oregon, Portland, Oregon, and uh, my husband's a musician. And so we were like, oh, it's baby doula midwife central. It's musician. We're going to move to Oregon. And so we, about a year-ish into that, I sold it and I was planning to sell everything and move to Oregon and we never left. Yeah. So. Oh no, because I kept, I kept, I was like, oh man, my friend Alicia's moving to Oregon. We talked about it for a while. Yeah, I'm going to miss seeing her. Mm-hmm. And she, I'd see her and she'd go, ah, don't worry. We're not, it's, it's going to, it's an, a little, little ways out, but we're still going to do it. And then, you know, again, you were just like, so some things changed. Something, mm-hmm. something pretty big happened. So want to talk about that? Um, well, I got pregnant again and then that baby was born at 24 weeks. And so she was a one pound, 11 ounce baby who spent almost four months in the hospital. So that, and again, I was already in this work and, you know, I had my own thoughts of what I assumed was going to be the outcome of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was telling you before, I think that life experience alone has changed me because I'm like, you can hear my voice. I Mm -hmm. still get like yeah. thinking about going through that. Sometimes I can't even believe I went through that. Like, know. you know, you just go through it because you have to. Well, I remember, you know, when when she was born and I remember seeing the, some of the pictures that you shared um, about your journey and I mean, even like on Facebook and stuff and and she was so tiny. And I even more so... in, in person. I like know. she looked big in the pictures. Like... She, I mean, a pound. Yes, she got down to weighing one eight. And then, you know, she was your little miracle baby. And that really changed your life. I I, like I told you, I was like, if she can make it through this, I swear nothing will ever bother me again. Nothing will ever be as serious as this. Mm -hmm. And if I can have a healthy child, everything else means nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I will never stress about anything again. Like nothing. it's, It's interesting how when something like that happens, the way that it impacts your perspective of like what's important in mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and what what how to, how you measure what is big you know mm-hmm. versus when you think your child is or if your child's sick or you think they're gonna die it changes you as a person mm-hmm. and so and again I'm in a baby field like I work with babies all the time and I and moms and you know just all these things and I'm always there to support them but it was really hard when it was me yeah having to but it's like you going through that. That situation, I think now, I mean, we're, we're kind of revving up to kind of where you are now here in a few minutes, but it's like you going through that, you know better than anyone, you know, what that feels like and all those fears and all of those conversations that are happening in a new mom's mind and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but And everything sets me up. For the next thing I yeah. do in my life, I feel like that's kind of how it's flowed. Well, I do <laughs> want to say Ivy is how old now? She just, well, she turned seven in September and she's healthy. She's a second grader. She drives us crazy. Like, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it, right there. I mean, that's resilience. And the, the kid, when it, that kid fought to stay alive. Whether you know oh, people have different opinions of girl, they told the us stubbornness. That. Yes, they told and us that in the hospital. One day she's going to make you mad, and mm-hmm. of course, when you're in it, you're like, "I only hope one day." Well, now yeah. I'm in it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> and, and and we know you wouldn't change a thing, right? But yeah, maybe that's the perspective. Sometimes when she's being like that, mm-hmm. you have to remember, oh right, we we wanted we wanted yes. you yes. there, right? We do. <laughs> well, she is she is a 
little personality, let me tell mm-hmm. you. And I, I love some of the posts and stuff you make with her, um, her in Ireland dancing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, strutting their stuff and flipping yeah. their hair. <laughs> and, you know, they're just, they're they're a couple of really cute, cute girls. Yeah, they're little, they are little divas. <laughs> they are. But they're so cute. <laughs> but I love, so, so thankfully, um, you know, Ivy, she is healthy and good. And you got through that mm-hmm. super scary chapter in your life. But one of the things I love too is that at 40 years young, mm-hmm. you decided to go back to school. It was actually, we wanted, my due date was December 27th with her and I had her on September 11th. Um, so we begged them to bring her home by Christmas. We were like, mm-hmm. please let us have her. So they let us go at, at midnight on Christmas Eve. Okay. <laughs> so it all worked out fine. But my point of that was Three weeks from that point is when I started college. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, just take on all the challenges. Better jump right back in. <laughs> Why not? But that seems right. to be just your way. And I, 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 I'm is. a big fan of that way. Yes. I, you know, this bad thing happened. Whatever, we got through it. It's time for the next thing now. Yep. Gotta She's that. home now. Yep. So now I'm going to hit the books. I'm going to be a college student. But it was rough. Looking no, back I again, I did have some like postpartum anxiety, obviously from having a NICU baby, which, you know, um, is part of what I do now, which we'll get into mm-hmm. later. But um, I would be standing, you know, my voice, like you just heard, I get upset. Yeah. I had to give speeches in, at school and I would just start bawling <laughs> in front of everybody. Like I wasn't even myself still like, you know, but again, I was in it. So I wasn't seeing it as much as I see now right. looking back, but it was, I'm, you know, I went to school full time for three years and I thought I was going to go to nursing school. That was the whole point of it. Um, <laughs> I got all the way to the end to get into the nursing program. And then I decided to come back to the birth support world and doula stuff and open Mm -hmm. my other business. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and so you opened up Doulas of Las Vegas. Yes. And do you want to talk about that? I opened up Doulas of Las Vegas uh, with the intention of uh, supporting moms through the hospital. People think of doulas and all these things. They think home births, they think natural births. And I came in with a little different perspective where I wanted to support hospital moms. I wanted to support them in whatever their choices were because there's no right way. And so... Can you explain for our listeners the difference between a doula and a midwife? I'm mm-hmm. glad because and prior to today, as somebody who knows nothing one. about babies or anything related, <laughs> I have no idea what a doula is. So I'm learning <laughs> yes. through this episode. And I'm Great. like, please tell us what And I'm is, happy <laughs> to educate everybody on what that is. Um, so a doula is a birth support person. We do not do anything medical. We teach, we educate, and we support. Mainly where that support comes in is why while you're in labor. Mm-hmm. And so we're there to talk to you, rub your back, give you drinks, whatever that is, uh, support, help your husband or mm-hmm. partner in that, you know, whatever that family needs. So that's what a doula does. A midwife is the medical person. So she actually delivers the baby, does prenatal visits, you know, makes medical decisions, that type of stuff. A doula should not. There is some that do. But you should not be making medical decisions or, you know, you can suggest, but you always follow up with, but ask your provider, you know, those type of things. Um, So again, I came out um, in my beginning of doula work, I did mainly home births. Like that's what I did. And, And there was times that, you know, I saw moms feel like they failed a little bit because they worked up and, oh, my body's made to do this and da, 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 da. And then they transported or whatever the situation was. And then they kind of felt like they failed. And I'm like, no, you still had a baby. Like everything is, you know. So that was always in the back of my mind. And so when I came back, I opened Doulas of Las Vegas, but that doula word is already tainted a little bit with what they assume that we are or they don't know right, right. they're like oh you're the midwife or you're this and so I ended up they rebranding kind of, you know that weird hippie thing for people yes. who don't yeah. want to do yes. it the normal yeah. way right. yeah. putting normal in air quotes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. On the, yeah. water births and you know they just mm-hmm. associate it with certain things and it's and I wasn't just that I was like no I do a whole bunch of other things so I decided a year ago to rebrand to Las Vegas mm-hmm. Baby Co 
just so I did it mainly because I'm sick of explaining it too. Like (laughs) every time it'd be like a whole five minute conversation after I said my business name on what that was where now I don't. And when I talk about what I do now, I call myself more like a birth support professional, Mm -hmm. a postpartum. And that seems to, or a birth coach or something that they understand a little more where I don't have to follow it up with that explanation. Did this come about because like when you had your first kid, you realized how hard it was and how, it would just, be nice no. to have a support person or was it just no. something? Because okay. I don't Ooh. think I never had a doula. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had four kids and mm-hmm. I never had a doula at any of them I birthed. And I, I don't feel like I missed out or needed one either. So mm-hmm. no, it's just a career that I love. Like mm-hmm. I was a young girl. Uh, remember, like I was always been fascinated with pregnancy. I was like my cat's doula for <laughs> all of her pregnancies. <laughs> like this has been a long time thing. And then I always wanted to be a nurse. And, and my, my aunt was a, uh, labor and delivery nurse growing up. And I was always fascinated, like, Oh, what does that consist of? And, and so it's been there, but I didn't think I wanted to be a nurse. So Mm. that turned me off. So then I went to beauty school instead. And, um, but so I still didn't want to be a nurse when I went back to school. I just thought that's the only way to make money in this career, right? If I want to support women and I want to work with them, Mm -hmm. I have to do that route. And so, um, when I came back over, I was like, no, I'm going to make this work my way. Cause that's what I do. Right. And I'm going to work really hard at it until it works. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing. I love that. Just in that, that's, it was, it's kind of how I did things too. It was okay. Well, the only way people would say to make money was to go get the big corporate jobs. You got to do all these mm-hmm. things. And I didn't want to do all those things. I went no. to school late in life too. I'd started back in, you know, when I finished high school, but I didn't finish mm-hmm. until 2015. I went back and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to finish school. And all it really was was a piece of paper that didn't do anything other than make me realize like, no, I, I know what I'm doing and I'm going to find a way to do it myself because I don't want the corporate life. Mm-hmm. No, and that's what I would think. If I, go to, if I go to nursing school, then I'm going to work in the hospital and then they're yeah. going to tell me when I can take a break and right. like go to lunch <laughs> and like, I don't work. I've worked for myself for mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. 18 years now? Yeah. So, well, once you work for yourself years? and you feel what that tastes like and you mm-hmm. experience that, it's really hard to going back to mm-hmm. having somebody else tell you you know, when you're allowed to use the restroom or go <laughs> yeah. have a, Just make a anything. phone call yeah. or go yeah. eat your lunch or whatever. Any of it. And, I, um, like, I don't know how this is going to work. No, but <laughs> I love, I love that we kind of went through this, this journey of, you know, let's say 10 to 15 years, mm-hmm. because what I love about you as a person and your story and your journey has been that you have this spirit behind everything you do that you're like, I'm going to do this. This feels right right now. This is what's calling me. And you wholeheartedly go at it like a freight train <laughs> of awesome that you are. And then as soon as you're like, no, not feeling it. Like this isn't, this isn't, this isn't it. You know, mm-hmm. you have, you have, I mean, maybe you do have fear in it. I don't know. I, mean, I don't want to speak for you, but you still honor yourself and you change and do the next thing that's calling you next. So talk about that. Well, I thought about that actually when you gave me this word and like how did, obviously with IV and that whole thing. But the other part of that is without even realizing I was doing this, I always have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. So before I even start plan A, I already have plan B just in case, right? I'm always sitting on something. I'm sitting on something right now that, you know, if something doesn't work out, then we'll see where that other thing goes. <laughs> so it. it's, that's what I really think is what mm. it is, is I'm just already ready in case. And what, what is your driving factor when you decide to change your mind? Because mm-hmm. that's what stops a lot of people in their mm-hmm. tracks is they're scared that, mm-hmm. well, I've already invested all this time mm-hmm. into this. I better keep doing it. Otherwise, I just wasted all that mm-hmm. time when it's not a waste of time. But it, do it's you not. rely? It's a learning experience. But mm-hmm. no, I definitely have those thoughts. And does it just sure. come from instincts for you? Is it a, yeah. with what feels right? Because that's yeah. what yeah. Melissa and I talk about all the time. It's you have like you have all the answers that we all have are, are within us mm-hmm. if we're open to listening. Mm-hmm. And there, if you pay attention to your instinct, it's going to tell you when it's time to change paths or when you need to stick with the one you're on. Yeah. I just went to a training last week um, and they were talking about how they have found brain cells in our stomach now. So when you get those gut feelings, it's really real things. Is that why I think about food all the time? Because (laughs) 
I do. Like, that is hilarious. It's, it's the number one reason I'm not good at meditation because I'm always, I go straight to food. Now it makes sense. My brain cells are in my stomach. Right. There you go. You just explained your life for me. I'm good. Amanda has more brain cells in her stomach than most. Not all of your brain cells because you're a very smart girl. Thanks. But what I'm saying I'm also is very hungry. You have, you have, you have more food thoughts than most. I do. See, now you know and why. I, do. I, I love that, that about her. Sorry. But I we think, digress sometimes. I know. That's how we <laughs> roll. Happens. But okay. oh my gosh! But I see. But I love that about you because you're you're a constant learner. Mm-hmm. You're you're always you're always thinking, and you're always like you're ready to go. You're ready to just keep on. Moving. I love change. Yeah, change is like I need change. If I if things don't shift up, I'll make I have to shift mm-hmm. them up myself because it's it's. It's boring. Yeah. Like I'm looking for the next, and I really do have that mindset. It's come later in life. I think there was a point where my grandmother, who was my favorite person ever, she would say, "You have to stop thinking, caring what people think." Right? And I was like, "How? <laughs> like, how does that even happen? Like, I couldn't even fathom that. Like, <laughs> what? It's hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think with age, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 45 now. So with age, obviously you shift, your mind shifts and different things. So I've learned it somewhere down the road just to kind of, you know, I'm okay with standing alone. You know, um, I don't know how I found that confidence either. I'm not going to say that I'm not scared or nervous and uh, and ask my husband. He he can tell you a whole different side of things Mm because he's my person I vent to most, Mm -hmm. right? So he, he can give you some insight. But you use that fear to motivate you to succeed. Yes. So that, that kind of fear st- is healthy. I love feeling like I accomplished something. Mm-hmm. I love that feeling. Yeah. So I think that keeps me going too. Yeah. We yeah. talked in a, in a recent episode, somebody had mentioned the word stagnation and we find that an icky word. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what you are. It, if you do the same thing over and over and over, it gets boring. I don't know how people and do. I, some people like, live in that world. I Forever, mm-hmm. like their whole entire yeah. life. It's the same job, mm-hmm. the same yep. friend, the same house. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I know how that works. I know. No, it's it it definitely starts to get um, I don't know stagnant. Yes, <laughs> well, and, and I'm I'm really regimented as we all know. So I think everybody assumes mm-hmm. that I would be happy in that. But since I left the job job life is what I always say. It's a job job. <laughs> I it's love like, that you say I, that. I don't. I know because mm-hmm. every day is different. If a I hard, st- you have to make that first step, right? Yes, and then and that's the after hard one, that, right? And kind of flow. You've taken that step a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and I admire that. But again, I'm I, I'm self employed, so it's right. like. I could go to the easier route, mm-hmm. right, and get a job and do those things, right. but I like the challenge yeah. of and, it too. And when we talk about resilience, you've gotten through everything that you've been through. So you've far. changed your mind before <laughs> and it worked. So there, at some point, there's no reason to really worry that it's not going to work out because it always has. And I trust and that. And you yes. haven't failed at anything, so... Well, because I believe, which you guys I'm sure would agree with, if you work hard at something, you're going to get results. You if you expect it to come, it's... Right. It's a simple mm-hmm. thing, but most people don't. And especially right. in Las Vegas, right? <laughs> I, I always joke around, all you have to do is show up yeah. here. Mm-hmm. If you show up, you're already ahead of the game, right? Yes. Or return a phone call or whatever it is Mm -hmm. in our town. Again, I've lived here 20 years, so I'm not familiar a whole bunch with what's outside of here. I've gotten used to the flakiness in our town, but um, it really is that. Most people are just flakes. It's interesting that you say that just because we're in completely different industries, Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the people who aren't progressing the way they would like to it's because they're not doing the work. They're not showing up. They just they're want not... it to fall in their lap. Well, that would be yeah. great if that happened. Because there's <laughs> so. a difference between thinking, dreaming, imagining, daydreaming, all these mm-hmm. things that we want, you know, oh, that would be so fun to do or that would be such a great thing or I feel like that's my calling. But if you're not taking any action, it's just going to continue to be that mm-hmm. thing forever mm-hmm. for you until you actually make a move on it. But I was just going to say that to add to what Amanda mentioned, you've, you know, you've made these decisions and you've, and you've taken these chances and said, I'm going to do these things. But could, could you say that, um, with each one of these, uh, different journeys that you've been on and and transitions that the decision-making of, yep, I'm, I'm making the switch. You've gotten to be more confident with it. 
Yes, it's I trust my gut. It's gotten easier. I tr- uh, yes. Yeah. And and again, it might seem like it was a quick decision, but it's been on my mind for months, you know, yeah. before I make that decision. It's something, and I've gotten to where I do that. Like, I try not to make a split decision anymore. I was that person before because I'm like, let's <laughs> jump yeah. through, right? Yeah. But I've, I've learned as I've gotten older to just step back and kind of see what happens and let it play itself out and yeah. then I just kind of go with it until I realize oh, this is where it needs to be done. I, I love that too. I love everything that you say because <laughs> people try to force things mm-hmm. instead of having the confidence in themselves and just the way that life works to think sometimes you can take a back seat almost mm-hmm. because the things that need to happen are going to happen. You still have to work for them yeah. and, and all of that, but just trusting that mm-hmm it's going to happen when it's supposed to. And it might not be at the pace that you want it to. No, it's but not you have at the to pace trust, you want it to. <laughs> right. And just right. trusting that, okay, it's not going the way I want it to. But again, but I think it up. goes back to, I know myself. Mm. I know how much I'm going to put into it. I know what I'm going to give. So I trust myself to know that I'm going to make this change, but I know I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I'm reliable. I'm all the things. So You're perfectly we'll capable Everybody is, if they just put their mindset to that. It's just funny that you say that because on the drive over here, I was having thoughts about that. And it's like, really, you know, people always want to know, like, what's the secret to life? And nobody knows the real answer Mm -hmm. to that. But that knowing yourself and trusting yourself really unlocks most of it because the instinct is there Mm -hmm. and everything you need to know is there. But a lot of people don't know themselves well enough to listen to that, all they're, the internal they're scared stuff. Of it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, they, like, they look externally for yeah. the answers when you don't need to. Yeah, and I'll... I have so many things I want to accomplish still in life, mm-hmm. yeah. and I really am in that mindset of um, we only live once, right? And yeah. we, and I'm running out of. I mean, the years are flying by <laughs> all of a sudden, you know. And I've been raising kids my whole life, and that's the other. That's a challenging thing for me because mm-hmm. I still have young kids. I have my kids. My oldest kid is 24, and then I have a 22 year old. I have a 10 year old, almost 11 year old, and seven. Oh, that's those are big gaps. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been raising kids my entire life, and so that's that's a challenge I struggle with because I want to travel. I want to do like all these things, but I have a second grader. So that's so. The, the big mm-hmm. goal, right, that most people talk about now is that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you do that with, with all the kids and the businesses and the personal goals? Yeah. Tell us your secrets. <laughs> Me and my husband, we talk about this because, um, which you probably know too, um, we run our relationship and our household like a business. Mm-hmm. I really think that's how we, everyone thinks it flows easy, but it's not that it flows easy, it's that we are very structured. Like, okay, you're here today and you're taking this one and you're doing this and you know, we're very, my husband's self-employed too. Mm-hmm. So we have that um, perk because we get to travel a lot and go out of town. It's like, oh, you're off this weekend? Okay, let's go out of town. <laughs> and you know, that's nice. Um, but I think just because I have a great support system and, um, we just run it like a business mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's because our schedule literally changes daily. Yep. Maybe, I mean, we have to check in every couple of days. Okay. Did you put anything extra? Did we do this? <laughs> and really have to keep it. And I don't know how we've gotten it so streamlined, but mm-hmm. you guys <laughs> are such an incredible couple. And I would love to take a second to talk a little bit about you and Nick. Mm-hmm. Nick is such an amazing person. I mean, no, comes as no surprise to me because you are, and you guys are just just we're made for each other, but would you mind telling Amanda and I and all of our awesome <laughs> listeners a little bit about you and Nick? Yeah. Uh, Nick and I met when we were 12 and we dated through high school. And then after high school, well, the reason we broke up was because um, I wanted to be a mom and start a family. And that was my dream. And Nick is a musician and he wanted to be a musician and play music. And he actually said when we were younger, I won't have kids or I won't get married till I'm 35. We had our first daughter at when he was 35. So oh. Funny how that worked out. Wow. Yeah. He knew himself. There's I an instinct. Yeah. <laughs> so then... Uh, 
we broke up after high school and I got married to someone else. And that's my older two boys. That's, uh, I was married for seven years. And then Nick and I had gotten back in contact in that time, probably three years of that. I, actually, my second son wasn't even born. He had called me up one day and uh, he had called my grandma and got my phone number <laughs> so saying cute. it was somebody else. So, <laughs> so then he Just called Just calling me. up the grandma. That's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's no stuff. <laughs> I lived in Arizona at that time and wow. he had moved to Vegas. We grew up in California. And so um, he just called me one day and I was like, oh my gosh. And so then we kept in contact for like three or four years. He, has ba- he had a band at the time and they were like touring and doing all these things. And so we started talking and then was one day I thought, you know what, what am I doing? Like, I want to be over here. I don't want to be over here. <laughs> so one of those things too, where I just made a decision form. and I was like, we're uh, out. <laughs> whether it's business or personal, Alicia's like, you know what? This isn't All right, I'm out. <laughs> and my kids were two but and I five, love that. and it was a scary thing. And um, I actually told Nick, I'm going to leave my husband, and Nick freaked out. It was like, didn't call me for like two weeks. And I was like, okay, what does this mean? And <laughs> so then. Um, <laughs> So then he finally came back. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. I just needed a minute. Right. And so what actually happened was his sister was moving here at the same time. And so I moved to Vegas, sold my house, um, divorced, took the kids, moved to Vegas. The kids actually stayed with their dad the first year where I went to beauty school and all the things. And so I lived with his sister the first year. And we kind of were feeling it out, right? And then um, after that, we decided, we as soon as I graduated beauty school, within that week, we drove to Texas, picked up my kids because they were gone for that whole year. I don't, you probably didn't yeah. know you weren't there then. Yeah. But, um, I think I met you a few years later, yeah. but I remember you telling okay. me about that, that transition. Yeah. Yeah. It was a rough one. Yeah. But all had to have a purpose, right? Yeah. And so um, we picked them up, we drove them back, and, you know, by then they were six and I don't know three or something Mm -hmm. like that and so Nick took on a whole life of having children and you know that whole thing school you know you know what I love about you and Nick is I mean like you said you know I mean at this point I loved the way you said like we run our relationship like we run a business (laughs) but you know you guys are business partners your life partners your best friends and Mm -hmm. that's the way I feel about Mm -hmm. Troy my husband and um I mean we we do all things together Mm -hmm. and and I love that I really yeah and and I know you guys are the same Mm -hmm. and um and tell me what what works so well about your relationship with Nick that we're friends yeah Mm -hmm. friends first that's a big big deal and so we regain that friendship in that years while I was still married right mm-hmm. that was a friendship type of thing going yeah. and so we we had that when the first year I moved here we got in a lot of fights so I wasn't even sure like <laughs> where we were going at that point but we made it work somehow and yeah. you know not to say there hasn't been some up and downs over the years of yeah. course but he supports me in everything I do um I was thinking about this the other day because you know in the beginning days when I'd start throwing things he's kind of more like uh now I think he sees and he, that I've get out of them if I want and how they flow. He so your, he doesn't he question me. He's yes. like, man, my woman, she is solid. He's like, do whatever. <laughs> I'm here if you need me, but okay. This is, and he, literally it's like that. He'll come home from one, work or something one day and like, guess what I'm doing now? I have a whole business plan wrote and written out for this. And, you know, and he's like, you know, okay. wh- what's popping in my head as you're talking is um, just, I think women in general and guys too, I mean, everybody, Um, you know, we have so many ways that we talk ourselves out of doing things and it's mostly just the fear talking. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think sometimes, um, if you add the, the extra thing and the extra layer of, oh, I can't do that because I'm a mom or I'm a dad. I have kids. I have a family Mm -hmm. that I have to take care of. Mm -hmm. This is very irresponsible of me to even be thinking about these dreams of mine while I'm actively raising my family. But you've been doing all of these things um, since 
you know, the very beginning, since your boys who are now, uh, you know, young adults mm -hmm. were little and, and you've been, you've been flexing this muscle. I mean, you've got some big muscles at this point, woman. <laughs> to be honest, you were, I don't think about it. Oh if goodness. I thought about it, <laughs> if I thought about it like that, I probably wouldn't take as many risks. Maybe. Right. If I, because I would but, start checking off all the, but what if, but what if? But it would have right? been a bigger risk had you just stayed and just done the thing that you were doing that at that time was no longer filling you mm -hmm. up inside. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a bigger cost mm -hmm. than any quote unquote mistake mm -hmm. that you could make along the way. And I use that word loosely because we don't, Nothing you know, mistake. it right. isn't. Um, but, you know, so I hope that moms, dads, even, you know, everyone who's listening um, can see and, and feel, I mean, you can make things happen if you really want to make them happen, no mm -hmm. matter how much responsibility you have on your plate, mm -hmm. no matter if you're if you have young children if you have any kind of obstacle in your mind I mean not only uh, I mean another huge thing that you guys overcame was with the with Ivy I mean mm -hmm. with with that that is that is a life and death situation mm -hmm. and you kept pressing on and kept pressing through it and I mean I'm just I, he'll are, say he'll say the same about that experience like we don't know how we got through it especially because like our daughter, our Ireland, we had Ireland, that's my other daughter at the time, and um, she wasn't allowed in the NICU. Mm. So Nick and I could not go in together. Yeah. So we'd have to take turns and, okay, you go this time and I go this time. And so there was a lot of that. And I, But again, you're in it. You just have mm -hmm. to make it work. I mean, When you're in it, you just keep taking a step forward and putting one foot in mm -hmm. front of the other, mm -hmm. and you just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, honestly, you are such a big inspiration um, to, okay. to me, and you're such a good friend, and I know you're a good mom, and I know you're a great partner to Nick. I mean, I, I love you guys as a couple, um, but mm -hmm. I just I just uh, really admire everything that you've Thank done, you. and you're, so, you're still insane. doing. I'm the same. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> no. I love it. I, think about, I was talking to my friend this morning about just when we first met and how I've seen you grow over the years as well in this whole thing. Thanks, so, girl. yeah. Well, it's yeah. fun. It's, it's exciting. And you know all the things I'm saying you've lived. So. <laughs> well, we, we, we've got, we all have our own, like, you know, crazy roadmap we're, we're trying to follow. And I love and it, though. I do, too. I love having these experiences and, and just going through it. I mean, even the hard mm -hmm. times, you yeah. know, finding the good. That's like we talked about. Finding. It's always finding the good in the situation. There is one, whatever. Always. There's something there that mm -hmm. you have to find and that changes your perspective. And when you change your perspective, things start to change in the better, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like you said, life is short. Mm -hmm. To me, the, the biggest risk is having that life of wondering, well, what if, mm -hmm. what I, if I would have tried, that is my what if I would have gone after yes. yep. the things that I wanted? That, that, that's what would terrify me more than anything mm -hmm. is that when I get to the end that I'm going to have all these regrets of the things that I didn't do because I was scared to start or to try. Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, and you, I don't you want clearly to don't have that. No. So. no, I said, I said uh -huh. a whole list of things I would love yeah. to still accomplish in my life. And, and I would, I don't want to be that person mm -hmm. on, on my, you know, at the end, going, yeah. why? <laughs> and, and also this, this concept of running your life like a business, mm -hmm. it's, it's the whole basis of this podcast. It's that mm -hmm. all of the principles of business, when applied to your, you know, your life life, they're all the same. And we had a, a guest on here, Jamie Newberry, and she, that's how she got out of her rut in her career and a lot of changed paths also it was she started she's a designer mm -hmm. and she decided well what if I design my life like it was a project mm -hmm. and like that's it. what changed everything for her and mm -hmm. I hear you say this it's like well I run my life like a business yeah. there there's a lot to be said about that idea that whole concept it works that's what we're here for <laughs> yes <laughs> I was just it talking works. with Carissa, she's a dear friend of mine, and and she she's a she supports our our podcast a lot too. Shout out to you, Carissa. Thank you for always being there, girl. But we were talking about age and mm. and life, and it was her birthday uh, recently, and and mine, and we were talking about how. So I'm I'm now forty three, and I said, you know, I'm proud of the things I've accomplished in forty three years, and I was like, and when I really think about it, I was like, so the first twenty years of my life were straight up just data collection. <laughs> 
You know, I was just figuring True. some yes. random things out, just yeah. kind of getting through the days. Mm-hmm. I was like, then my 20s is when I really started to kind of go, okay, so this is what I've learned so far. And I'm going to start applying that knowledge and trying to find the things that light me up inside. Mm-hmm. And then my, you know, my 20s were all about, you know, lots of just whoops, that's weird and hard and didn't work. And oh, let me regroup and try it a different way and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the 30s, things started to really click. Like things were Fall clicking. Place, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I, I learned a lot of contrast about mm-hmm. a lot of things that didn't really work for me and didn't serve me well. So then I was yeah. thinking, I'm in my 40s now. I have all this great information. I'm starting to know really who I am and mm-hmm. what works for me. And I was like, Dang, my next 40 years look bright. I was like, <laughs> I'm like really feeling hopeful. So. I feel the same. I, was, no, I feel the same. I had I had children at 21 and 23. So in my 20s, it was kind of a blur. Yeah. It wasn't until my 30s that I started doing more of these things and um and finding getting all this data collected, right? Yeah. And so now in my 40s, I really am finding myself too and what yeah. I want. And, I, and I'm setting boundaries. Mm, yeah. That is a big deal. Uh, that is something we should talk you about have that. to learn that is hard. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I just want to say for any of our younger viewers and listeners, like that's, that's a good thing to remember. I was just on a shoot with somebody who was really upset about turning 30. Like she was just, she made a face and I, you know, I'm, I'm not quite to 40 yet, but I'm getting close. And I'm like, you're making a face about 30. But then I remembered when a lot of my friends were turning 30 and went in a panic mode about it. Like it's so old. And and more of that was, well, I haven't accomplished all the things that I wanted to by this time. To me, the older I get, the better everything gets. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not so much mm-hmm. the graying hair and all the, right. the physical aging <laughs> right, things, right. not as great, but the things that we can accomplish and the, the confidence and the, the mindset and just all of the good stuff that comes with age and I experience. I have a, my 24-year-old son who thinks he has to have it all figured out right now, yeah. right? And so we have those conversations a lot because I'm like, hello, I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. I'm 45. Right. Like, there's no right or wrong way, you know, just be a responsible, nice adult and do what you want to <laughs> do in life. Like yeah. the opportunities are there if you want them, you know, yeah. it's how hard you work for them and all those good things. But Absolutely. yeah, advice. It is really good advice. Yeah. So yeah, don't be don't be afraid of getting older. Yeah, good things come from. This is the eight. first year. Forty five was the only time in my life that I've had a, a issue with age. Mm. Like this has been a year of just kind of reflection and. Again, I'll say, oh, what am I doing with my life, right? And then somebody else is like, "Uh, are you kidding me? Like, you've done, like, all these things. But I still feel like, no, there's still so much more to do. I don't feel like I'm even close to where I want to be at this point. It's like we're just getting warmed up. Isn't that a great feeling? I know that's how I always feel, too. I'm like, man, I'm just... I'm just, my engine mm-hmm. is just getting you, warm, yours is. you know, <laughs> thank you. I don't even feel like I'm on fire yet, you know, like I'm just like, just warm. yeah, little sparks are starting to fly a little bit, yeah. but, but you I know, we are coming into each, with each passing year, you're just more and more coming into yourself mm-hmm. and settling into yourself and finding all your strengths. And, mm-hmm. and you start to like, we're saying, get, get comfortable with those decisions, you know, being able to flex those muscles and make those decisions and believing in yourself and knowing you've got everything you need that you can do it. And um, you said boundaries a couple minutes ago. I want to just, what were you going to say about that? That's been a a game changer for me. Like, because I've always been the people pleaser in this whole, my whole life, right? Yeah. Uh, Let's, I'm going to make my family happy and I'm going to bring us all together and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And if if everyone wasn't happy, I found like I needed to fix it. Yeah. Where now I'm like, "Mm, no. (laughs) <laughs> Not my um, problem. You're going to have to fix your own <laughs> problems, and I'm going to just focus on myself, and mm-hmm. in, including my own children. Yeah. You know, I have my older kids, and they do some things that I don't agree or whatever is happening, but I'm also letting them figure out how to fix it too on their own. I and mean, I'm not trying to fix it for them. Yeah. I'm not trying to, because, you know, you got to learn. Good life skills. And you need to learn how to fix yes, stuff. Yes. <laughs> and um, most of our young kids today don't understand that concept, right? They've right. been handed everything so yes. much. And I'm not saying my kids haven't been handed things, but I'm also teaching them that, you know, you're responsible for yourself and mm-hmm. your yeah. actions and all of those things. And yeah. um, But boundaries has been just in this last year of me saying no. <sighs> if something isn't 
serving me or like, I don't want to be there and, you know, really paying attention to my energy. Mm -hmm. Like, does it make me uncomfortable? If it makes me uncomfortable, then I'm going to say no. Mm -hmm. And, but there's all these years up until now that I was not able to do that. Mm -hmm. So I would step, I would make myself uncomfortable to follow through with them. And that's not okay. Yeah. And one of my, I've been, I'm right there with you Mm -hmm. on the saying no more. Mm -hmm. And because every time you say no, you're saying yes to you, which is a really great Mm -hmm. thing. And one of my, my, my things that I've been really trying to, uh, force myself to do is if I have to say no to something, I used to always feel like I had to follow it up with like this long winded reason and you know, why I can't. And, um, I've been just saying, no, I'm not available. Yeah, I'm sorry, no. that doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's so less energy. <laughs> right. Right. Say that. Like, well, like, why didn't I do this yeah. 10 years ago, right? Because I'm I was still it. data collecting. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, it all has a purpose. And now so. you realize you don't have to justify your why to anybody. It's a beautiful right. thing. It's, it's oh, yeah, so chances nice. Chances are they're not going to understand anyway. I, I deal with this all the time. People right. don't Only understand. Only understand from their perspective, exactly. right? Yeah. So it's like you, you don't need to understand. Yeah. But my answer is no. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you go do your thing and you yeah. have fun and that's and it doesn't fine. Mean I'm mean or mad or any nope. of those or things. Or not happy for right. them no. for whatever it is that's no. going on or no. whatever. You can be, you know. Just and like I said, even as my kids, uh, raising kids all these years, you know, like if I, if they're having a bad day or something is happening, I have no problem now locking myself in a timeout and say, <laughs> okay, where before, oh no, I got to fix it all. And I got to mm-hmm. make everyone happy and did it. And now I'm like, okay, figure it out. I'll be in here. <laughs> yeah. And when I hear you stop crying, then I'll come out. Right. And you it's ground okay. yourself. Yes. <laughs> and it's totally fine. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, <laughs> tell us as, as we're kind of winding down today, we've mm-hmm. gosh, was, there's just been so much good I stuff know, we've touched like, on. So it's so fast. Tell us about what is Alicia Matera doing right now? Tell tell us about the recent chapter of goodness that okay. you are you are doing. So with my baby co business, obviously I continue to support women and do all that. I am getting trying now to get more into corporations so they can understand like teach. trying. No way, you already are doing. <laughs> she has tell you were just doing some stuff for Zappos. Recently. I, I've been with Zappos almost three years where they have me come in once a month. And um, as part of their insurance, they offer my classes to their employees Mm. um, and their partners. And so they get to come and learn. I have like a series of classes. I do like six months and then we do another six months. Um, So I want more people to jump on that bandwagon because again, I really believe education is key. Like I'm shocked at how many people walk in to have a baby and don't even look into it. <laughs> right. They plan more for their wedding or those type of things than this whole life my transition. Favorite, one of my favorite things that you've said recently is you said, yeah, so so many women are like, all they're thinking about is leading up to the moment of having their baby, giving birth. And then it occurs to them that they have to bring this baby home. And then take care of it for the next yes. 18 plus yeah. years. I'm like, oh yeah. That's yeah. the challenging yeah. part. Labor's easy. Like it's raising them for 18 years that is going to cause you some problems, right? So yes, I, and again, having the education, you know, and everyone that leaves my class goes, how how are we going to do this before we take your class? I'm like, right. It's one of those, you don't know what you don't know. But once you know, it's a whole game changer of things. So Mm -hmm. I really want to work on um, getting into more of these casinos, whatever it is, so they can offer these same, because, um, Becoming a parent is is a whole big deal, yeah. especially it's kind days. of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Being and responsible for another life. And I have important. the experience of raising kids in the '90s and mm. raising kids today, and I can oh. see the difference of social media and all these things that are coming into play for new moms. That we put our best, like, look at how my how cute I look today with my kid, and da da da. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like we need to talk about the realistic stuff and, you know, and not feel like these moms are feeling like they're doing something wrong or fe- when they're like, I just want to do everything right. I'm like, nobody is. If you find them, could you send them my way so I can talk to them? Because right. nobody is doing it right. You're mm-hmm. only doing your best every single day. 
That's all you can do. So education is what I'm really big into now and in the postpartum work. So yeah. coming in to help moms after they have their babies, um, I just help the family and every family is different. So some need me to just talk to them. Some need me to hold the baby away. They go take a two hour shower or whatever they want to do. Some need me to cook them a meal. Some need me to talk to their partner. It's such a variety of things, but I love it. I love what I do. I'm excited for my future. I've just made some changes within my business you know I I had a building a space I just got rid of it two months ago because I'm gonna now go out and get in the community more where yeah. before I was like because I mean because own. Alicia was like you know what this isn't serving me yeah. anymore this right. isn't what I'm feeling so know what I'm gonna do yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna lose this building yep. I'm out of here and but you know again and that's literally how it went down and I was like, like yeah <laughs> I love the, but that's what I love and respect so much about you. Um, you're straight up, you're straight up resilience. I mean, it's it's so inspiring. And I love that you picked that word for me. Well, we we were I was I reached out to her and said our whole um, you know, uh, ep- our episodes all kind of you know, center around one word and I said the one word that keeps mm-hmm. popping in my head for you is resilience and and even Nick was are. like, oh my She's so perfect. Melissa did so great. <laughs> she's, she's pretty good at this. Yeah. I do also have to say, there's been a lot of snapping on this episode, and I'm, I have some envy with both of your snap game. Because it's like loud. I, see, I can't, I'm not a good snapper, and you ladies are just on it. You're snappier than me. We're snappier. Yeah. We got to get you snapping. Yeah. So, where, speaking of social media, where can people find you? Uh, Pitch yourself. Baby Co. on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on both of those, just my business name. Las Vegas Baby, Baby Co. Co. Mm-hmm. Got it. No, it's so cute. And your posts are always so great. And um, but yeah. I try and keep it real. That's what you'll notice mm-hmm. when you go. Again, I, I'm not doing all the happy and like talking about the crazy <laughs> stuff too and what parenthood consists of. And well, It sounds like people need you. I mean, I'm not a parent. I don't ever want to be a parent, but <laughs> I understand. I, part of that is probably I understand what a difficult job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a job. Oh, it but is. that role. <laughs> it's a full-time job. And you're yeah. helping these people through the toughest of it when it's brand new and they don't have any idea what to expect other than what maybe they've read or what their friends have told them. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, your friends don't really tell you the real truth because they don't want to scare you away from right. it. And so just to have that support the, the, person. The biggest challenge, though, is that people don't know what they need, right? Mm-hmm. And so they until they're living it, yep. then they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't know half the things I thought and this type of thing. So that's the challenge. That's why I'm hoping to catch them for their class when they're mm-hmm. pregnant, right? And yeah. then they get to know me and then they're like, yeah, give me your cell number. And then yeah. they, they'll text. It's easy for them to just text me. There's my snap again. See, um, but it's good. <laughs> Solid. It's, it's confident. So, so that's why I'm happy now that I'm going to be able to get out in the community more. Mm-hmm. Where before it was a little more challenging because if I'm paying rent, then obviously I want to have the class at my space, right? Where now I can yeah. go have classes at hospitals and different things and build those relationships mm-hmm. more. And I think that's really smart. I want to work in the hospitals with them. Okay. I really yeah. want that. And where a lot of doulas do not. They don't mm-hmm. want to go to the hospitals. They Because sometimes it is a fight, right? But um, Do you I, see I this just in Las Vegas or no. you want to do this remotely? And so people who are all over in other places. Look at that big smile. Yes, of course, everything now can be done through Skype and all those type of and yes, online classes. Of course, that's mm -hmm. on my. So even if you're not in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. listeners and viewers, still go to Las Mm -hmm. Las Vegas Baby Co. Yeah, is my website. Learn more about it. Yeah, Yeah. and all the services. Well, I I will say on a personal note. You were such a huge help to my sister when she had mm-hmm. her very first baby mm-hmm. and also her second because, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, she'd she never had a baby and she was not around babies. And we came to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's take some classes from Alicia. <laughs> and I remember you were like, here's a baby and here's this is it was like this like pretend like fake um placenta and like all this stuff and my sister and I were like wow and she's like what is a you, placenta you, you, you can see I, I make a lot of faces on this but she brought out this this little fake baby that doesn't even exist you're just putting it in air and I don't know if you saw like a, it scooted back and I was like oh. yeah and then she had, to learn how to, she had to learn how to change the baby's diaper on mm. this like it was it was hilarious watching my sister like learning all of this stuff and I was like 
wow, this is really cool. And Alicia's amazing at all this stuff. And I remember when you went to my sister's house after she had her baby, mm-hmm. so you could help her with, you know, breastfeeding mm-hmm. and some other yeah. things that... I'm a certified lactation counselor, so I am that person too. So yeah. I'm doing breastfeeding and... I mean, just all, of, all of the things, the comfort, because like you said, you take the baby home. And if you've never done that before... There's a whole lot of anxiety around that and having someone who is going to be able to come in and not a mom or a parent or something. No. You are a mom, but you're yes, not their mom. Right. So there's there's a different way that uh, a, a new mom can communicate with you and confide in you and share with you than they can with other people in their life. Yes, because I, I always say, um, is your family helpful? That's what, Do you have family here? Are they helpful? Right? <laughs> That's another key component here. But but the re- I always say, I come in with no judgment. Yeah. So I'm not going to come in and go, well, I bottle fed all my kids. It's okay if you give the bottle if they don't want to do that, right? right. I'm also that person that if they want to quit breastfeeding, I'm going to help them. Yeah. I'm not going to judge them, and I'm not going to make them feel like they did anything wrong, you know? I'm that type of, that's what I'm saying. I'm standing alone a little bit in that because I just support, support the mom and yeah. her m- mental health. That is most important to me. Um, and ha- and so I am that calming person. I get that a lot too, where people are like, you're just so calm and you're just so relaxed. You are. So I bring that calm mm-hmm. to their home after they have the baby and I just ha- try and help them and make them feel confident in their parenting decisions I love it. and stuff. So. Well, you are a breath of fresh air and anyone that you get to help is very lucky that they get to have you. And, you. Um, and I... Man, this hour flew right by. It did. Wasn't it did. that crazy? But you, you, you learned told me, all kinds of stuff today. I, she told me that I would love you, and I, I don't question it. But like oh, everything you said in my head, I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> so thank you for for coming here thank and, and sharing your you. your insights. Mm-hmm. You are amazing, and I have to do a you you know as per usual. I would like to end on a really awkward note. <laughs> We're doing a real awkward ending here, so I'm going to sign off by saying to all of our listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, let's do an air high five right now for Alicia Matera and Las Vegas Baby Co. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.